Bow your heads with me, please. So as we come to the close of our time with you, Lord Jesus, it has been our great privilege to be here at the cross, sharing these moments with you and hearing you speak to us. Take my lips now, Lord Jesus, and speak through them. Take our minds and think through them. Take our wills and bend them to your own. And take our hearts, Lord Jesus, and set them on fire with love for yourself. We pray this as you move amongst us now, visiting with us one by one. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We pray in your name. Amen. When Jesus cried, it is finished, he was doing something more than just surrendering his life. He was making a proclamation. He was literally saying that in his dying on the cross, he had paid for in full all that we have ever done wrong. The word in the Greek, it's a single word, tetelestai, translated, it is finished, literally means paid for in full. It would be the word that is used during that time when a transaction was completed and paid for. In the Greek language of the trade world, the business world, they would either scratch into the papyrus or press into the clay in a seal the word tetelestai, paid for in full. And Jesus was summing up his whole life, his whole mission. His reason for having come, the reason for his name, Jesus, Savior, the reason he stepped out of eternity, into time, out of divinity, into our humanity, on mission, about the Father's business, what God had sent him as his Father sending a son to fulfill and complete a transaction, a mission, in fulfilling all the scriptures that prophesied concerning him. He completed it all. He paid for in full, filling up his name with the powerful meaning of Savior. He will save his people From their sins, you will call his name Jesus, which means Savior. Now at the end of his life and his mission, when he cries, it is finished, paid for in full, he has completed all that he came to do. There is a moment in time where Jesus, at that last supper, 
anticipating his death on the cross, said to his father, the time has come. Glorify your son with the glory he had with you before the world began. And that moment in time he anticipated dying on the cross. Throughout the course of his ministry, you hear from time to time that his time had not yet come. But here he is speaking to the father at that last supper, the night he was betrayed, the evening before he died anticipating his death on the cross, not just with the broken bread and the poured out wine. This is my body given for you. This is my blood shed for you. Do this in remembrance of me. But he says the time has come. It's a moment in time that changes the whole course of history. And for us, one by one, our personal destiny He had completed, absolutely fulfilled all that he had come to do in our lives, your life, my life. Our days are numbered. Our time comes. We will step out of time and into eternity. Do you think you could ever say of your life that you have done everything that you should have done? That you have completed your life's mission? Jesus absolutely could say to us, it's done. Completed. I am the savior of the world who has paid for the sins of the world. Completely. Paid for in full. Two things I need to say about that. The first is this. If it's paid for in full, that is such a cry of powerful victory because there is nothing more you and I need to add to what he has done in order that we might go to be with him in heaven. Our sins have been paid for in full. The Apostle Paul, writing to the church in Corinth, summed it up this way concerning Jesus. He who knew no sin was made sin for us. That's what happened on the cross. He bore our sins in his body on the tree, says the Apostle Peter. Here's the Apostle Paul saying, He who knew no sin was made sin for us so that through him, Jesus, we might become the righteousness of God. That is a transaction by which everything that's foul about us, everything by which we fall short of the glory of God, Everything that makes us absolutely, thoroughly unworthy to be with him in heaven has been laid on him, Jesus. He has taken it himself. And in exchange, as we surrender our lives to him 
for what we deserve by our sin. Because he has paid for it, when we entrust ourselves to him, not only are we forgiven, but the righteousness of Jesus, his perfect life, his innocence, his beauty, his worthiness, his holiness, is given to us as a gift, transmitted to us, so that when the Father sees us, he sees us looking like Jesus. He has not only paid for in full for all that we have done wrong, but he has lived out in full in this life perfect righteousness, the beauty of holiness, and as a gift we receive that in exchange for all our sin, the foulness and judgment we deserve. How extraordinary. So when Jesus says, paid for in full, finished, completed, there is nothing more we can add to what he has done. All we can do is surrender to him and receive as a gift what he has achieved for us. The absolution of our sin and the gift of his holiness, his righteousness. So scripture says this, I would rather be found with the righteousness that is received by faith in Jesus Christ rather than all that I could muster and bring together as goodness and righteousness of my own and give it to him. The fact of the matter is that none of us, by ourselves, by our own achievement, our own willfulness and searching after righteousness for ourselves in our own strength, by our own dignity and achievement, can never ever accomplish what Christ offers as a gift through faith in him. There is nothing we can add to what he has done. And to say that we must do something else in addition to what he has done is to say of Jesus, he did not do enough. He did not pay for in full. He did not fulfill his mission. He fell short of what the Father sent him to do. You and I dare not say that. So that same Jesus is present here and offers us the gift, the free gift, paid for by himself, in himself offers us that gift with himself so that we can invite him, this living Lord Jesus, present here with us this afternoon into our lives. And he will complete in us that gift of forgiveness on the one hand and the gift of his righteousness on the other.
man came to my office years ago. He'd made the appointment. When he came in, he said, do you remember me? I looked at him, and I hadn't a clue who he was. I said, I don't. He said, do you remember some years ago, so now he's looking back a few years, that you came to a hospital room to see one of your parishioners, and after you had prayed with him, I was in the next bed, and you came and prayed with me? And when he told me his state, he said, I had been drinking, riding my motorcycle, got into an awful wreck, was really messed up physically, and I asked you to pray for me. Then I remembered him. I did remember that moment. He said, well, I've been going to AA. And one of the steps in my recovery is to share with someone, and I've chosen you, everything I've ever done wrong, as far as I can recollect it. And I need you to hear my tale of misery. So will you hear it? And I said, well, yes. And he took out of his pocket sheets of legal-sized paper and began to go down one side and the back side, the front side of the next page, page after page. I had on my desk a hand made out of wood that another man had made for me. It had a nail right in the palm of the hand. He painted a little bit of red around the piercing in the hand of that nail. And on the underside of the hand, he had written these words. Can there be any greater sign of love? I took that hand with that nail pierced into it, with this man, into the church, and knelt at the altar. And I put this hand on the altar, nail up, flat, lying there. And I took his sheets of paper, folded them up, and punched them over that nail. And said to him, everything you have ever done wrong, thought wrong, said wrong, everything you are ashamed of, that you are confessing to me, and saying that you repent of and will make amends for, Jesus will take as that has been punched over that nail in his hand and forgive you if you will but surrender that all, that whole mess to him. Scripture actually says that that account, that indebtedness, that bill has been paid for in full by Jesus dying on the cross. That man knelt with me at the cross, at that altar, 
and gave it all to Christ and walked away a new man. Because if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation, says the Bible, made new. The old things are passed away, everything made new. And all this is done by God who was in Christ reconciling us to himself. No wonder Jesus cried from the cross, paid for in full, finished, done with. I want to have that moment with you right now. So let us kneel together. If you're not able to kneel, see yourself bowed before the Lord Jesus at the cross. In just a few moments, we are going to say, sing together. Were you there when they crucified my Lord? I'm going to ask you to remain on your knees or sitting bowed as we sing that song, that hymn. Acknowledging that we were there Acknowledging that he did die for us, that he did die for me, for you. See yourself kneeling before Jesus. For one or two or three of you, this is that moment in time by which you can surrender the whole mess of your life, the things of which you are most deeply ashamed, to him. And be forgiven, absolutely, positively, forgiven of it all, to walk out of here new and clean. So if you are that one person, this is your moment. In your own heart, say to him, dear Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me. I come to you grateful for all that you have done for me. I need you. Oh Lord, I need you. Come into my life, Lord Jesus. Forgive me all my sin. Lift the burden of guilt, the weight of it, the crushing load of it off my back. Make me clean and new. Fill me with your innocence, with your beauty. O oh dear Lord Jesus, we praise you that upon the cross you conquered the power of sin and death. We are forever in your debt. You who paid our debt in full. And so release us from all obligation and penalty for the sins we have committed. By faith and the confirmation of your spirit upon us, we claim with you that it is finished. And the debt is paid in full. Hallelujah. 
We praise you, Lord Jesus, for so great a victory.